All right. Live from my nearly air-conditioned garage slash studio, I'm Jeff Harris, and with me, as always, is Greg. Hello. Well, wait, wait a minute. I, say, I, I can't talk right now. I'm trying to cash these tickets. <laughs> Which tickets would those be? Those, those would be sports tickets. Oh, fantastic. So, Mr. Player here, um, we'll get into all that later, but we're going to spend some time talking about betting and gambling and casinos and whatnot tonight. Um, but before we get into that, Greg, is uh, anything new going on with you last few days or anything? Not really. I mean, just, just, you know, I hate to be as boring as all get out, but it's just been work. Uh, yeah. Typical middle-aged man, work, yard work, garden work, this, that, and the other. I hear you. Well, I do have a, a couple of things to share with you. Uh, I know you've heard me bitch and moan about uh, a certain property that I've been invested in recently. What, you bitch uh, and moan? Never. <laughs> but uh the good news is is that uh you won't hear that anymore because i'm out of there uh, uh out of friday and invested in i'm like brad pitt and uh oceans movies i just can't get away from properties i don't think but investing my time and energy and resources to an, another property starting monday so out of one and into another but uh it's going to be a a lot better experience at least God, I hope so. And uh, another one thing I wanted to bring up, you know, speaking of being middle aged, uh, you know, I had that phase I went through a few years ago. Where I, I would grow my hair out long. Yeah, yeah, past my shoulders again a couple of times, and then I got tired of that. So now I'm experimenting with beard things. Now, have you um, seen Chipper Jones recently? Actually, I did. I saw I was peeking at a, a Graves broadcast, and, and, and he was actually doing a, a broadcast in another section of the of the booth with um, Tom Glavin and Smoltz and somebody else. I didn't know. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, and the thing is, I couldn't help it. I, I had to look at I was looking at it for a few seconds. I'm like, holy crap, I'm old because. He's starting to look like my dad, you know. The, yeah. The the you know it, it, the age is starting to come in, and you know he's he's not the trim athlete that he once was back in the nineties yeah. and all that. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I totally geek out over Chipper Jones. It's like you know one of my sports favorite sports icons of all times, you know. And uh, I look at him now. I was like, my God, Chipper's getting old. It's like. You dumbass, you're older than he is. I know. I, know. Like, like, I, know. I, I said the same thing. Well, I just like stopped myself and like, wait a minute. I'm the oldest. <laughs> yeah. He came through the minors when I was in my college years. I remember it. I mean, I had all his rookie cards and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, well, anyway, did you notice his beard is like all white now? And he's got that just right on the tip of his chin. He's got that, that soul patch, I guess. Well, it's not really a soul patch. It's just a fisherman's beard. If he just had a goatee. Yeah. 
and I, I was just noticing that he was like glasses on and he was trying to see with them. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm doing basically here is I still got the same goatee that I always have, but just there on the, I keep it trimmed really close, you know, around my mouth. But then down there at the chin, I'm letting it grow out. And the odd thing about it is that, that part is all white now, so it's a different color. <laughs> so I got this big bushy white thing at the end of my chin, and then the regular goatee. See, I could never, I could never get the, I could never get the goatee or the stash or the, or the soul patch to to do right. I mean, I just, um, I just right. never could get it to come in like I wanted it to. So I just said to help. And just keep it clean. Yeah, with the the Italian blood in you, you, the only way you could pull off the goatee is like if it comes up to like a devil point, you could pull that off. Now, since you... I since I am Italian, I've got so much hair on my back, I could probably do. I got there's one little soap pad right above the crack. Yeah. Of the, you know. Like if you did grow a goatee, your name would immediately change to Dante. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> True. All right. Well, enough of that. Um, I'll send you a pic. You'll love it. All right. Oh, um, I will too. Of my quote-unquote soul patch, you'll love it. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> All right. So our our first... and this is how Greg lost his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sexual harassment. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Those were the days. Anyway, topic of discussion tonight is um, some new legislation that's on the books, Greg. That, yes. Um, I am actually, I live here in Tennessee and I actually heard it on the radio, on the news radio. And apparently, North Carolina has succumbed to the. Uh, uh, easy money that is sports gambling um it's passed the house and the senate and all it needs is mr cooper's signature and he's already said he's going to sign it so that means hell yeah sports betting is coming to north carolina here very soon mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and i i just want to point out one thing really quickly and then i'll get off the soapbox but this is called legalized sports gambling and I just wanted to point out that if it was actually legalized, you know, you could say, okay, just go gamble. Yeah. Basically, this is state sanctioned gambling. So they can get, so they can get their piece of it. Absolutely. So it's the same thing that they do with legalizing marijuana or anything that's called quote unquote taboo. When they finally say, yeah. Why not? And I, th I think one of the <laughs> it should have uh, it should have passed last session from what I was reading, but there was like a sticking point on how much the state was going to uh, was going to get. I think it was I think this, I think they're going to get eighteen percent, mm -hmm. which is well, and they're projected to be like um, I'm not sure if it's in the first but like ten million dollars over the first year or so. Uh, just from them legalizing it. Um, I also read that 
if any of the sports books, just the application fee, not the actual license, but the actual, just the application fee is a million dollars. Holy cow. Just for the application fee. But, okay. Uh, all right. We, 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 I think we all realize what this means. So I've got probably a thousand questions for you. So does this mean that, that anybody could just come into North Carolina now with the application fee and put a ca casino in North Carolina? Well, not a casino per se. I mean, I think they're going to have an, it's only going to be in a certain a few areas. Um, they're going to have in-person betting at uh, in Raleigh at RBC. Is it so-called mm -hmm. RBC Center? It's um, PNC now. Oh, I'm sorry, PNC Center where the, where the Hurricanes play. Uh, they're going to have it in Charlotte. They're going to have it at the racetrack. They're going to have yep. it. They're going to have it. Yeah, Charlotte Raceway. They're also going to have it at the Hornets where they play. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to have it at the Panthers Stadium. Um, and I think they may have like a couple of brick and mortar like around Raleigh or the, some of the big bigger cities but it's i mean yeah i mean if you you got a proposal and i guess if you got a few dollars you can go to the state of north carolina and open up your own sports book if you wanted to yeah uh, of course I'm, I, I'm you know the big ones like the DraftKings and the mgms and the fan duels and and stuff like that i'm sure they they've already got their sites ready to go all they gotta do is flip a switch and it can be legal, you know, you, you'll be able to bet in North Carolina in the comfort of your own home. Well, I thought Much you could like do I that. See. I thought all you could online gamble now, though, if you lived in North Carolina. You can, but it's it's not, you can't, it's not on, like, the games themselves. It's only for, like, uh, what they call player props, like, Let's just say, for example, if Spencer Strider was pitching for the Braves, I think he's pitching for the Braves tonight, you could mm -hmm. go on certain websites uh, and say you can place a bet whether Spencer Strider will go over or under whatever they set uh, strikeouts. Let's just say, I'm, I don't know for sure, but let's just say That's strikeout total, they said the strikeout <laughs> total was uh, six. And so on these particular websites, you can bet player props where you can go say, I bet that he's going to go over or under. But so far as like actually putting a bet on the spread or the total of a game or anything like that, no, you, you couldn't do that before. Well, then in that case, this is awesome. I mean, who gives a shit about that other stuff? I mean, for real. Yeah. I mean, that's no fun at all. I mean, you, just, I mean, well, you can't watch a game. I mean, you didn't care if the score was. 13 to nothing as long as Strider got nine strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> what what, what's the fun in that? Well, the thing in my head well. is like, that it, on my end, in my opinion, that's that's what makes it, it makes some of these games that you wouldn't, you could care two craps about. All of a sudden, you all of a sudden you're watching, you know, Premier League soccer, and <laughs> you know you're 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 betting that. You know, this particular player is going to go over or under a certain amount of goals and this, that, and the other. Sports is always, in my opinion, sports is always more interesting when you've got money on it. 
short. Yeah, definitely. Whether you're out on the golf course, you know, a dollar a hole, or whether, you know, it, just think of every March. Every March, people who don't even, you know, don't even watch basketball or could care less about basketball, every office, every company, they got their own pool. And you throw a dollar in there, you make some picks, and if you won, that's great. But if not, your life goes on. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but getting to your point so far as like, you know, you, you start to care less about like loyalties, you know, mm-hmm. for as teams or players or, you know, this, that, and the other. Let's just put it this way. I am not a big Atlanta Braves fan. But if I got money on, you know, the Braves winning by a run and a half, then you're the biggest like, Braves fan in the world that day. Exactly. <laughs> well, that night. <laughs> you know, that night. You know, um, it, it, it does kind of dilute, um, like, fan loyalty, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't care which team wins as long as your ticket cashes. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, I think that like if it were me, I, I think it would. I would have separation there because I, I I think it would be unwise to bet on the results of games, the teams that you like, because you know you're a homer and you're always going to think your team is better or can do better or they're going to have the big game tonight. You know, and pull it off, you know, or at least beat this spread, you know, as much as you're hopeful that's happening, that weighs on you a little bit. But, you know, if you're betting on other teams, you can still be a sports fan. Like, like I'm a big fan of like SEC football and, you know, um, you know, whether LSU, Alabama, I mean, I could give a rat's ass about either one, but I want to watch that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even care the, the out, you know, the result of it. And that would be fun to bet on. You know, if I had a strong opinion, and but but it would be separate from my fandom. You know what I'm saying? And it, you know, it just whenever you you know whenever you put your hard-earned dollar on whether you know it's your favorite team or some team you don't even know about or anything like that. You know, in the past you could be you know, oh I'm a diehard this fan and I hate this other team, but. Catch wind of uh, hey, there's a bet. You know, it's a pretty good chance that this bet will win. Uh, if you bet on the team that you hate, then if you do that, then subconsciously, if not consciously, you're like, well, I, I kind of hope they lose, but I hope they don't lose by too many because I want my ticket to cash. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I'm going to ask you. I want to. I'm going to come back to this in a minute, but I want to ask you another question. I forget about it. I think it's really important about all this. Is it but, about um, different? I, I... No, it's not. Okay. Um, this is about. Um, I was going to ask you a question about the the tickets that you play daily, but I'm going to come back to that because I want to ask you something before I forget about it. Anyway, um, from what I understand, what people were telling me and things that I've read that um, it's going to be good for the local teams in North Carolina. Now, I know, you know, on the national level, um, 
the as far as revenue and thing being smaller market teams and even the colleges with there being so many and, and being diluted you know most states only have i've got a co-host too you may hear by the way um um you know even our college teams are, are kind of somewhat money starved um because there's so much competition just in state between schools like michigan is just basically michigan and michigan state that's all you know if you combine ecu state carolina wake forest duke you know even unc charlotte you know the, those teams and, and split them into just two schools i mean those would be mega schools you, you know what i'm saying right. so but so what i understand long story short is that this is supposed to be some kind of benefit to help these teams be more competitive so are they getting a piece of the pie too from what i and, and granted i just read a few you know from the general news sources about it i don't there may be some but i i didn't read that there was anything specific saying that you know this school is going to get, you know, every school is going to get this much or anything like that. It may, it may go into some sort of, um, like a general college fund, you know, that that's get that gets spread out to all the, to um, all the UNC. Well, it just makes sense to me if they're putting the, you know, the I guess they, the, you know, if they're putting the things at the big places like um, PNC Arena and uh, you know. In Charlotte, at um, it's I think it's PNC Stadium in Charlotte too, isn't it? And that's where they, they play football. You know, if they're put there, you, know, you got to think that they're going to getting a piece from that. The owners of the teams, you know, whether it be the Hurricanes or the Panthers or whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, Jeff. I, I mm -hmm. really I'm gonna have to do a little bit more digging on that to see if any of the the pro teams actually, you know, if they get a slice of the pie or you know what? It could be just from, uh, you know, being a I mean, host. If, the... if they operate their own, let's just yeah. get on a hurricanes. If it's their sports book, then yeah, I mean, you you would think that they would get a pretty big piece of the pie because it's their sports book. But it's you know, but it's going to be run by the state pretty much. Mm -hmm. The state yeah. has to be. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the books are going to make money, but also the state is getting, I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think 18%, which is, I mean, huge. I mean, that, that, well, that, I mean, the, the only thing that, like, you know, I know it, you're getting kind of like a really iffy and icky situation because, I mean, uh, the Southeast is such a big college sports area. I mean, you live in a SEC country. And, you know, us here in North Carolina, you know, the, and all of us you know, down here, I mean, sure, we love pro sports, but college sports are just as big a, to us as, as pro sports, or at least a lot of people feel that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, any, it, pretty much, I mean, the, the SEC country, any state in the Southeast that does not have a pro team is huge in the college sports, and my belief is mainly because that's it. That's the, you know, that's all we got. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But I, I'm just saying, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Well, not it's not going to be tough to do it, but, you know, it's kind of a sticky situation because you want to keep the gambling away from college events. 
but you've got NC State playing basketball in that same arena where there's a sports betting book that's going to be played. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So th there's going to be a lot of a gray area that I'm sure just like with this new uh, name, image, and likeness that's going on in college sports and no sitting if you transfer and all this stuff. I mean, it's a whole new world now. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, where we end up, it, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a professional money-making machine. I mean, they're trying to get NIL for high school kids now because a lot of states already have it, and they're trying to push it for North Carolina, too. So, I mean, you're going to have kids making money off the sports at 16 years old. You know, it's crazy world we live in. And and here's the thing. It's like on on that particular topic, the, the NIL, some colleges have been making so much money in the last 20, 30 years off of, you know, basketball and the football. And, I mean, compared, and yes, you do, you know, you get an athletic scholarship. And in the past, that was enough. You know, that was enough compensation. But with big-time college sports in the last 20, 30 years, getting bigger and bigger every year, these schools are making billions of dollars. Yeah. Off of, uh, and off of the, the teams that represent them. And, the and not to mention notoriety off of their talent, talent as well. And so, I, you know, it's one of those things that's like in the past, and way back in the past, I, I would have sided with, the university and say, you know what, you get a free college education, something that you can take with you like the rest of your life. And that's still true. However, the disparity between what college, what universities make now off of sport as opposed to back then and the compensation to the student athlete has not, is not fair. Yeah. So I am all for it. Okay. Yeah. If you want to, you know, and they're, and that's right. They're making money off of your name, image, and likeness. Why shouldn't you go out and try to get an endorsement or this, that, and the other? And it's essentially the NIL to me is just taking what was being done in the shadows. Exactly. And making, and, and, it, making it legal. Exactly. And exactly. I mean, I mean, this is God's honest truth. I mean, it really is. I mean, we, we could talk a whole nother show about the fraud that the NCAA is, and I'll bring that down as a, another topic. I'm sure we could go an hour on that one, but yeah. I mean, it. it in my opinion, again, as a, as a libertarian, is it's about freaking time. Yeah. And I, it probably the, the problem in the past was, like you said, there was so little money in college sports. The problem was, was it that they didn't want to allow. They just wasn't enough money in college sports to monitor and make sure that, you know, it didn't get out of hand. So, I mean, that was probably the biggest issue back then. But now it's, it, it's completely different. But, uh, you know, what? Let, let's move on a little bit. And um, because I know, and, and I, we don't really talk about it because I'm not a really big gamer. You know, I don't bet a lot. It's not like we've talked about this before a little bit. It's not that I don't like it. I don't like to be around it. Um, but it's not my big of a thing. So 
Um, you're talking about playing daily tickets, and I know you've spent a ton of time in casinos. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do there? Well, I mean, it, it's essentially, the way I look at a casino is essentially a cross between, you ever been to a carnival or a fair, you go to the Midway, and you see all the games, like the 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 balloon darts and you the ring toss over the coke bottles see the the carnival games it's a shot between that and if you were to go to a chuck e cheese and all the lights and the games and the bright essentially a casino in my opinion is like a big chuck e cheese for adults and uh i mean it's just like any other form of entertainment um you know well, I'd if, say if it's you, more like you, David Buster. Downplaying the addiction <laughs> of gambling. Don't don't get me wrong. It, it can. I mean, yeah, it is addictive. It can be, and but it's also if you look at it, if you look at it the right way, in my opinion. If you look at it the right way, then it's just like going to the movies for a couple of hours, or it's just mm-hmm. like you know going to play putt putt golf or something like that. Something fun to do to entertain yourself. Um, you know, it, it, I enjoy it. Um, keep a tight rein on it. Uh, I have a very, very, very small bankroll. And if done, I'm done. I don't play anymore for a while. Um, that, that's what I hear. I mean, everyone tells me is the key is to like not bet more to set limits and just not that more than you can't afford to lose. Absolutely. And the, thing about it, the casino, you know, they, it, it may, you may think of, you know, hypocrisy, but they do really, you know, they don't want you to set the house, the rent money or the mortgage payment or the kids college education on 32 black. You know, they really don't want you to do that, you know, because, but I mean, because all sorts of things, you know, addiction that could lead to depression, or it could you know, trigger a uh, addictive personality that you may not have known that you had, or anything like that. It's just keep it fun, you know. Only, only bring what you plan on losing, and then once that's done, you go home. Sure, absolutely. You know. I have it. Um, well, I'm a big fighting fan. Um, my son got me into the UFC and MMA and stuff, you know, probably about five or six years ago. So, whatever we experienced, the, you know, the UFC is, you know, usually an MGM grand. So, you can't help but, you know, be there and not like, even if you're not a big gambler, partake in it. And so whenever I play, like, like my thing is, is I want something simple that, you know, I know how to play the game and it's really easy and I won't get confused or anything like that. So I usually play blackjack, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and I figure, you know, something comfortable for me is like, you know, a $20 ante. So you're not, you know, usually over $40, $50 a hand or, you know, something like that. So, you I mean, that's comfortable. But I was sat there and, you know, I played blackjack for, you know, maybe an hour, you know, and I won a few, lost more than I won, and then I was like, 
you know, I lost about $200 and I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought about it and I was like, how much fun was that? Equivalent to like going out in the parking lot and taking $200 bills out of my pocket and just throwing them on the ground. Oh, and so, it, it, yeah and i was like it, it wasn't that much difference you know between how i feel about it so you know i just think about you know when you were young your money just flew through your hands and you didn't care where it came from you know it would be there forever and now you know everything's so expensive and you have to work so hard not just to make money, but just to keep the money that you have. Yeah, you, you know, it's just exactly. And oh my God, we don't have anything in the fridge. And mm -hmm. oh crap, the car just conked out again. And I mean, it's always something. Yeah, and it, it, you know, for me, it's more the way the what I get into, and that's why I only, you know, I keep I keep it very small, very very small, and. It's the thrill of the chase for me. It's, you know, especially with on the, the sports betting side, it's the thrill of the chase. It's, you know, I'm on my phone glued to it, not, you know, watching scores, watching this, watching that, you know, say, oh, that one just missed. Oh, the, you know, oh, I just got that one. You know, it's the, it's the adrenaline and, and the dopamine that you get from a good day. But you've also got to say, well, you know what? I, I just, you know, I had a really bad day and just turn the page and move on. It's, it's, it really, it's a mind attitude. But for me, it's more of the thrill of the chase than anything else. And even when I go to a casino, I won't, I'll walk around. I'll walk around for about an hour. Yeah. Just look at everything. Because the worst thing you can do is walk in and go to the very first slot machine you go to or the very first table you go to and start playing. No. I like I like the atmosphere. I like just walking around and looking. And then if I see something that might interest me, then I'll play it. And but if not, I'll go straight to the casino and to the bar and I'll get my cup of beer. Yeah. You know, it you know, and it's it's the adult Chuck E. Cheese. I mean I don't don't have to play everything you come across. But for me, it's, you know, that there is, oh, it comes to, you know, uh, to winning. I, I want to ask you this because this, I've, 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 I've never had someone confirm this. Um, anytime I've ever been in casino, I've never seen either a hot roulette wheel or a hot craps table. Have you ever witnessed that ever in your life? Because, I mean, you know, based on what you see in the movie. I mean, people are just going crazy on that. It's not like that in the casino. <laughs> not often. Here's the thing. It's like, basically, if if people won on those games all the time in a casino, they wouldn't be in the casino because the casino wouldn't make any money off of that. <laughs> oh, sure. You know? Oh, I mean, I oh it's a money-making that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh I got to get, uh, hold on a second. We got to get this stuff in here. I apologize. And I, something I have to say here. When I'm in Vegas, I like to stay at the Casino Hotel, conveniently located on Highway 93, just 25 miles from the Vegas Strip. Best cafeteria buffet in town. 
like legendary comedic fugitive Randy Quaid always says, come get you some. Poontang. Sorry about that. I added that last part there, but Randy probably said it. That's He probably said that. They cut it out of the copy and they're like, he, he telepathically knew he said I'm sorry to cut you off there, but no, seriously, though. I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'll play slots. Slots are fun to me. I don't know. I just like the machine. But everything else, I mean, I play blackjack. Anything else, I'm just petrified to play. I mean, what do you play when you're in a casino? <laughs> uh, I play. I do. Uh, slot machines are okay, but I mean, certain ones. If I enjoy playing it, you know, it's got you know, it's interesting. It's got a good bonus or anything like that. Entertain, you know. I'll play that. I mean, the slot machines nowadays are pretty much computer you know they're basically screens with graphics and you got the real they're not they've long gone from the you know the mechanical three real things um i i'll play a little bit of slots um blackjack not really because essentially blackjack players in general, if you don't follow the ba- the quote unquote basic strategy, you get mean mugs and you'll get a comment here and there. You don't know what you're doing. You need to get out. You're screwing it above your the rest of You know, and they you know they say that after losing five hundred dollars before you even sit down. You know they've been losing all day, and all of a sudden you're you know splitting tens is going to make them even worse. And um, but uh. I would say that there is a game called uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, where you mm-hmm. play basically you play a hand of Texas Hold'em against the dealer. You don't play against other players, as in regular poker. You just play against the dealer. And to me, that's probably my favorite game. As basically, I I like poker anyway, and I don't have to worry about beating some Yahoo who's gone all in on a crappy hand. Or any, all I gotta do is beat the dealer, and the camaraderie on the table is good because we're all trying to beat the dealer individually, not collectively. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we all want to win our hands against the dealer. I mean, we, you know, it's not going to affect me if the person next to me has a better hand than I do because we're all in against the dealer, and so I, I would say. That particular game is, is my favorite. Um, I can see that being, I mean, that's kind of like the, uh... <laughs> no, it's completely different. Never mind. <laughs> no, but that's seriously, in all honesty, that sounds like a killer game. Yeah. And I, I would say, I mean, yeah, I do play some slots and I play the uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Um, other than that, I need to, you know, I might, what I just, I'm just as likely to put a couple of bets down on some sporting teams, sit in a comfy chair at the sports book, and drink beer and watch the game. You know, that, that's fun too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I just want to mention this. My, I can remember um, 
I was involved in a, um, a pool for the uh, NCAA tournament, men's basketball tournament. And at the time, my daughter was maybe six or seven years old. And the uh, it was a pretty good, hefty um, payday on that. I thought it was somewhere like five or six hundred dollars. I mean, you know, for like a little like office pool, that was like, yeah, you know, that's pretty good, you know. And I told my daughter that if, if I did one, I bought in two tickets and I did one, you know, with really educated knowledge of all the teams and everything. And then my daughter did one. We, I, we did, sat down together and then she picked based on which mascot she liked better. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. And I told her if hers won, that I would take the family vacation for money. And, uh, Sure as shit, hers won. <laughs> I mean, and demolished everybody else. She has some, it was the craziest thing because that year they had these god crazy like upsets, like 14 beaten two, and everyone that was like that, she did it. She had this one like, you know, 11 seed in the final four, and they made it to the final four. It's like, who is this? And then, and then, you know, the next year we, they did another one that we got into and we did the same thing again and she won again. And we won like, um, an, an iPod when they first come out and we're like the hottest thing. So yeah, Kaylee is fantastic at gaming. I we should get her picking lottery numbers or something. Please. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do a podcast every day. Yeah, absolutely. Bring her. We should have brought her on this one. So, I mean, in in terms of like gambling, what is enough to keep you going? I mean, uh, you know, that wasn't even close to my biggest payday from gambling. Um, what's yours, or do you even care or want to share? Uh, I, I basically what I did uh, before I started really in earnest. Uh, la late last summer before football season and I saved up like a month's worth 20 bucks a week and you know by by the time football season started I had like maybe a hundred bucks and so what I did was I signed up and I put $20 in sportsbook A $20 in sportsbook B C and and I just put twenty dollars in on all of them. I bet a buck, buck twenty-five on um, whatever game I'm going to be doing that day, or or multiple bets. And and part of the allure is actually doing a little bit of research. You know, like crazy things like is is the the injury report or the weather. Um, or, you know, how that affects things, you know, the possible outcomes of the games. And so I started delving into research a little bit and am I a millionaire? No, but that, <laughs> that hundred dollars, I haven't lost it yet. Let's put it that way. And I've, you know, I, I play, uh, I play just about every day, you know, with That's uh, fantastic. yeah. And, you know, some days are good, some days are bad, but let's put it this way. I'm not going to be a millionaire, but I love the thrill of a chase. And that $100 that I saved up last summer 
is still there. You know, mm-hmm. it may be ten bucks at one place and thirty bucks at another, but I haven't had to put any more money into it. Well, but you're, you're yeah, you're playing with found money, and it's kind of like something interesting that I do. And I don't know if I'm just looking in this regard, but I find like lots of money just laying around the ground in parking lots and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, literally almost on a daily basis. I mean, I'm not one of those dumbasses that's going to like bend over and pick up a penny or two that's on the ground. But are you talking you know, about I, that? Are you talking <laughs> that? Because I, but, I don't. I have. I still do. Okay. But anything, you know, <laughs> silver that I see down there, I'm picking it up and put it in my pocket. So I actually have a cup at home. I've found, seriously, I've found two $10 bills probably in the last month. And I mean, I, I probably, yeah, just in parking lots, just gas stations and stuff. And it's like, money means nothing to people. It's, it's like, because it wasn't like that, like, long ago i guess people, the money's just falling out of people's pockets and rally now i, I don't I know what it is but i put i put every time i play you know we, we play lottery almost weekly and it, almost every time i do it it's some money that i found in parking lots and stuff you know what i mean yeah i mean it's, it's easily five to ten dollars a week that i find I and mean, i just think that's crazy but but, but it's also yeah. being the, doing the responsible thing and either in my case like I'll, you know, if I want to buy something or if I want to do an experience or go somewhere, I save up for it. I, mm-hmm. I, I say, okay, by this date, I want to either buy this or do this. And so I figure out how much it's going to cost. And then I say, okay, then that way I need to save up X amount of dollars per paycheck, blah, blah, blah. Or in your case where, you know, you're not, you're not pulling Yes, it's money, and yes, you hate to see it go, but it's money that psychologically, it was already gone in the first place. Or in your case, it was, you know, you know, it's not coming out of your paycheck. It was found money. Yeah. You know, you play, you know, quote unquote, playing with house money. If you find ten dollars on the ground and you take it right into the convenience store and buy a lottery ticket with it, and if you lose, oh well. Well, my money. Well, my money. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's my mentality. I'm like, a, I guess I'm like a, a tight-fisted son of a bitch. That's what my wife calls me. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a reference from a movie, though. I mean, I'm, she doesn't like <laughs> falling up that name for me. But when we're, she's joking about it when we're discussing something, and I'm always the, the conservative one. You know, for a big purchase of ticket items, it's like <laughs> it'll come up every once in a while that I'm a tight fisted son of a bitch, <laughs> but in a loving way. <laughs> in a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Because we're we're kind of here at the on the ending here, time wise. No, I, I I mean, so far as like, um, you know, for, so far as like the the sports betting in North Carolina, I mean, it's 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 inevitable. Every state's going to have it. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, I think there's probably going to be a time where, you, and it may be 
may come to a point with oversaturation, but you're not going to be more than two hours away from a casino in about 10 years, I think. Thank God. Yeah. Because I think they're building one just over the border in Virginia. I know they're doing one in Bristol, Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's one north of you. And yeah. You know what? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think it was Danville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're building, I think they're building a Caesars out there. And North Carolina. Is Virginia's getting wild, man. Legalized yeah. gambling, legalized marijuana. Well, that's what they expect from a blue state. Yeah, I know, but well, we, we've got we've got family land in Virginia, man. And I'm just like, why just retire and go out there and stop growing marijuana or something? <laughs> is that a sell from a marijuana farm? Because I mean, we have farms up there. I mean, it'd be really easy to convert those over from tobacco to a different kind of weed that you smoke. Yeah, is that or or see if the casino wants to buy it? <laughs> it is on the river. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, you know. Hold on, hold on to the me. Roanoke River. The Roanoke River boat. There we go. <laughs> but I, and the thing about it is, it's like Tennessee. I mean, our our governor here has has repeatedly said that he does not want brick and mortar casinos in the state, and that's fine. Okay, um, but I think as a like a compromise or to try to get more revenue he's allowed the sports betting to, mm -hmm. in in tennessee and i think that's probably the most he'll compromise on that what i don't understand is why georgia i mean with atlanta being there i am atlanta's eventually gonna get a casino of some sort they're gonna they're gonna get a governor in there that really wants to push it, and I mean, it, it it's surprising to me that really at this time that Atlanta doesn't have one. And I'm sure they've been fighting for one for a while, but yeah, I think another one. I mean, you know, Florida and Texas. I mean, I don't see any reason why they would not. Uh, even though, I mean, you know, oh, Florida has seen us. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But Texas seems like a no-brainer. They don't have state taxes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that for, you know, that it's just some religious thing that's keeping casinos out of Texas. There's enough money there and potential oh, yeah. for money that, that it's going to happen at some point. That state's just too big. And then because then you've also got like areas like Austin that tend to lean a little bit more to the left. You know, you, mm -hmm. Joe Rogan's out there now and Tom Segura and the comic scene is out there now. I mean, Austin's a pretty cool town from what I hear about. I want to check it out. Uh, <laughs> that That's sometime in the future. We're going to get out to UCU soon, by the way. Good. Yeah. Come on. Well, Whether you like it or not. Well, you then, and then make sure you download the uh, the uh, the betting apps, and, and we'll sit on the front porch and drink beer and make bets and argue about sports. Yeah, yeah. And this is for you. And I, I just have to mention another friend of the show here. Um, sticks. I like sticks. You like sticks. Get yourself a stick. Hickory sticks, maple sticks, sequoia sticks. You name it. Get your sticks at sticks.com. 
and you that was that was you read that very well. I was wait I was waiting for you to stumble and say something else besides sticks. But you you handled that very good. That's some good copy. Yeah. Always love the friends of the show. They're always diverse. Now, if you combine them with uh, stones, they might actually break your bones. So be careful. Uh, you're going to get the stick people mad. No. That's all right. Don't be mentioning those stones with sticks. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I mean, you're just, that's like, like mentioning the, like Hardee's in the McDonald's commercial. Sounds like a weird uh, rock the sticks and the stones. Uh, it could be sticks and the stones. Yeah, sticks and the stones. That would work. I think I'd go see that. Ah, it's catch the stones, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is, if they can, you know, find a wheelchair to get. Oh, it's come sail away. I was saying, don't sail away. Jeff, you've got too much time on your hands. Oh, good one. Man, we're just rambling. I think yeah, we're going to I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. It was another good one and um we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh we'll be back again next Sunday with a new show. Topic yet to be determined, but you'll find out when you're listening. You'll find out when you listen. Um if you like the show, obviously give us a like, subscribe, comment on the show make suggestions for future topics tell us how stupid we are whatever you want to do in the comment we'll get back to you but, we'll talk uh, them next time yeah we'll keep trying good night everybody good night